Well, welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Greg, and I am so glad that you are listening right now. Listen, man, life is hard, but we are here to help you. And so I hope you enjoy today's message. And man, our, our, our real prayer and our real hope is that, that the message today will help you take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Is your mind a mess? <laughs> I, I get it. I'm there. I mean, do you, do you ever want one thing, but you, you actually end up doing something completely different? I mean, you think about it. You want to be nice to your spouse. You want to be nice to your kids, but you end up yelling. I mean, I mean you want to save money. You want to get out of debt, but you end up on Amazon buy now, and you spend money on something you don't really need. I mean, you want to trust God. You want to believe that he's got you, that he's with you, that he's for you, but you're a mess full of worry and anxiety and stress. I mean, why is it that we think and behave so irrationally? You know, my wife Whitney and I, we lived in this house one time, and the switch by the sink the switch that obviously should be the garbage disposal did not turn on the garbage disposal. And at first, you're hitting the switch and like, it does nothing. But after some investigation, we discovered that this switch was actually for the dishwasher. And the switch for the garbage disposal was on the other side of the kitchen. What happened See, some electrician got his, he got his wires crossed. And the same thing happens in your mind and in, my, and in my mind with our thoughts. We get our wires crossed in our minds. See, the, the brain is a command center that directs the parts of your body through neurons. And these neurons link together to create messages and, and, these, and the same message sent multiple times will create a, a neural pathway. So you experience something new. The brain creates a, a neural pathway. And these experiences are, are wiring and they're programming your brain. So you think it again, then again, then again and again. And these neural pathways become ruts. Ruts in your brain, ruts in your mind. And every time I feel sad, I, I may not know I'm sad, but I feel sad. And, and the neural pathway says, eat, grab some food. Ice cream and potato chips are the best. And then I feel better, a little less sad at least for a few minutes. And every time I feel lonely, I may not know that I'm lonely, but I feel lonely. And the neural pathway says, grab your phone and scroll and scroll and scroll some more. And then I feel better, a little less lonely, at least for a few minutes until I realize I'm jealous. I mean, why are they always having so much fun? I mean, why are they so pretty? Why, why are their kids always happy? And along the way, maybe you go, this, this is dumb. 
why am I doing this? And maybe you even feel a little bit guilty. But you also get a little jolt of pleasure. And that buzz, that chemical buzz in your brain that releases is called dopamine. And that little natural high is your brain's way of saying, I like that. Let's think that again. Let's do that again. And you do the same thing enough and you will have a rut that you fall into automatically. And this is wonderful if it leads to flossing and brushing your teeth. It's not so great, even harmful, if it leads to overeating or something destructive. This is why we're in a message series that we are calling Battle in Your Mind. You see, most of life's battles are won or lost in your mind. And this is so important and this is so critical for you and me because your thoughts matter. Every thought you have matters. All of your thoughts matter. And they matter because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What comes into your mind, it comes out into your life. And the truth is, you cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. See, if you don't control what you think, you will never control what you do. Now, we said this last week in part one, but in 10 years, you're going to be looking into a mirror and someone is going to be staring back at you. And that person will be shaped by your thoughts of today. The life you have is a reflection of the thoughts you think and what you think determines who you become. Now, if you missed part one, if you missed last week, you can look at it on YouTube. You can check out the Miami Church podcast. But, but in part one, we looked at the words of the Apostle Paul. And as many of you know, the Apostle Paul is a very interesting dude. I mean, the first time he shows up in the narrative, he's actually persecuting the church. He's going after followers of Jesus. And then one day he's on a journey, he's on a road to Damascus, and he has this incredible encounter with Jesus. And after he has this encounter, he spends the rest of his life, he just can't help himself. He's just overflowing with this idea is I've got to tell people about Jesus, the good needs of Jesus. And he helps to start tons of churches. And he has this mission of helping people find and follow Jesus. And then he wrote all of these letters and he wrote these letters to churches and to followers of Jesus. And he gave them instructions. And last week in part one, we looked at this, but here's what he said in one of his letters in Romans chapter 12, verse two. He says, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. But look at this. He says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So he says, let God transform you. Transform you how? Into a new person. How? By changing the way you think, by renewing your Mind. This is the big idea of our message series. Change the way you think. Renew your mind because what comes into your mind comes out into your life because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. 
And here's the challenge. Here's the challenge for you and for me. This is why we're spending time in this series, Battle in Your Mind. is our prayer, our hope, our goal is to challenge you and encourage you and inspire you to go after your thoughts, to take captive your mind, to go into training, training your mind. Now, if we go back to the Apostle Paul, he had a ton to say about your thoughts, about your mind, about the way that you think, about changing the way that you think, about renewing your mind. And in one of his letters to the church at Philippi, in Philippians chapter 4, beginning verse 8, here's what he wrote. He says, hey, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Look, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and pure and, and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Look what he says. He says, fix your thoughts. Focus your thoughts. Focus on what? On what is true. Focus on what is honorable. Focus on what is right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and worthy of praise. A different translation says it this way. It says, finally, brethren, church, whatever is true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, he says, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. Let's talk about this word for just a moment. Meditate. Now, For many, when I say the word meditate, or when you think about meditation, you picture sitting on a mat with your legs crossed saying, "Mm." or or maybe you you go to one of the thousands of apps that are available that you can get on your phone or on your iPad that leads you into mindfulness. Or maybe you think of some kind of new age, be one with the universe, some kind of Jedi mind trick. But let, let me give you a simple definition of meditation. See, meditation is just to engage in mental exercise, to focus one's thoughts. Joshua 1, chapter 8, he says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Psalms chapter 1, 1 through 2, his psalmist says, Blessed is the person who obeys the laws of the Lord. They don't follow the advice of evil people. They don't make a habit of doing what sinners do. They, they don't join those who make fun of the Lord and His law. Instead, the law of the Lord gives them joy. They think about, meditate, they think about His law day and night. Psalms 119 15, he says, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. Psalms 143.5, he says, I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. See, for many, Eastern meditation is this idea of emptying your mind. But Jesus, biblical meditation, is filling your mind with truth, fixing your Mind on truth. That's why Paul wrote, he said, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Fix your thoughts. Focus your thoughts. Meditate on what is true, on what is honorable, on what is right and pure and lovely and admirable. Meditate. 
Now, I want to try to just get really practical here for a minute. And, and again, the goal is not behavior modification. The goal is transformation, changing the way that you think, renewing your mind, starting a journey toward renewing your mind, fixing your thoughts, focusing your thoughts. Now, we've talked about this before, um, but it, at the, the base of your brainstem, there's a cluster of nerve cells called the reticular activating system, RAS. Now, it's the part of your brain that's responsible for what gets noticed and what gets ignored. See, there's millions of stimuli flying at you all the time, and if you paid attention to all of it, you would go crazy. And what the reticular activating system does is it shifts through the millions of pieces of sensory data being sent to your brain, and it determines what you notice and what you don't notice. Have you ever noticed that when you go buy a piece of clothing, let's just say a shirt, all of a sudden you have a category in your reticular activating system for that shirt, especially when you see someone else you know wearing it at the same time, right? You've done this, right? You go buy a car and you'll notice all the other cars like yours. You, you see them everywhere. You see the car everywhere. You weren't noticing it before because you didn't have a category for it, but now you have a category for it. See, meditate. Fix your thoughts. Focus your thoughts. See, we're creating a new category. We're, we're training your mind to focus. To, to focus on what? To focus on what is true. To focus on what is honorable. To focus on what is right. To focus on what is pure. To focus on what is lovely and admirable. The truth. Focus on what is right. And, here, and here's what you already know. Focus is a skill. It can be learned. See, on neutral, on just default, my mind tends to drift. And it drifts toward the rut or it drifts toward the lies. Well, man, I can't. I'm just a mess. I mean, I, don't, I, mean, I don't need help. I'm just, I, and it drifts. My mind drifts toward that. And so the key is we're going to try to shift that and change that. And we're going to battle that. And we're going to train it toward Truth. Well, how do we do that? I mean, training. I mean, think about if you were to train your body, right? There's an outward part. There's exercising and working out and lifting weights. There's also an inward part, right? What am I feeding it? What am I eating? What am I putting into my mouth? There's the outward exercise and the internal. So the same thing is true with your mind, training. And what the Apostle Paul is saying is that you can train your mind. In fact, he would probably say it's stronger. You must train your mind. So here's a couple big questions we got to look at. Number one is, what lies are holding you back? See, there's a lie. It's, it's where your wires are crossed, right? Well, this switch should be for the garbage. See, your, your, your wires are crossed in your mind. So what wrong mindset that you have is holding you back? You could call it toxic thinking, right? You, well, I mean, I'm just going to never get out of debt, or I'm always going to struggle with my health. I'll never find a medium job. I can't overcome this addiction. I'll never feel close to God. He can't really love me. I've made too many mistakes. I've hurt too many people. I mean, why is everyone else so much more talented than me? I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to find true meaning and purpose. I mean, it just is what it is. See, there are lies that you believe. There are lies that I believe. We all have lies that we believe, and so we've got to identify 
what, what, which, which can be difficult because these lies are so ingrained into our minds. They're a rut. So we got to identify what are the lies, maybe the biggest lie. I got to name it, claim it, and own it. And then once we identify the lies, we've got to say, what truth demolishes that lie? Demolish the lies with truth. Now, again, this is not some kind of Jedi mind trick. We're going to demolish, or maybe another way to say it is we're going to replace with truth from God's word, with biblical truth. To stop the lies and replace them with truth, we must look at God's word and we got to know it and we got to internalize it. And so the next step, here's your assignment. This is, what, this is what you do. This is how you change the way you think. This is how you renew your mind. Here, here are some of the steps. First, you've got to identify the lie you got to demolish it with God's truth. And then we're going to write a declaration. We're going to write it, think it, confess it until you believe it. And this is going to take time. It's going to be hard. It's going to take some serious thought and some brutal honesty. But you got to write it. Truth from God's word. And then you got to think it. And then you can confess it over and over every day. This may be day after day, month after month. For some of us, it may be year after year. You, you keep saying it and confess it until you believe it. So let me give you some examples. Maybe you say, well, man, Greg, I'm just never going to get out of debt. Well, let me declare, I am not my stuff. I am who God says I am. My God is an abundant provider who meets every need. Because I am blessed, I will always be a blessing. I will lead the way with irrational generosity because I know it's truly more blessed to give than to receive. Or maybe you say, well, Greg, Greg, why is everyone so much more talented than I me? The truth is, as we declare, I am fearfully and wonderfully made because of Jesus. I am God's masterpiece, more valuable than the finest piece of art. God has prepared great way, things for me to do long ago. Well, Greg, people are just out to get me and they're going to hurt me. People are just going to let me down. You know what? God is for me. Who can be against me? My God is working all things for my good. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus who loves me and gives me strength. Identify the lie. Demolish it with truth from God's word and write a declaration. You've got to write it, think it, confess it, and, and, and keep confessing it until you believe it over and over and over again. Let me just invite you now to just be in a posture of receiving. And some of you, you're, you're, you're exploring. You feel far from God. You don't know where you stand with God. You got questions. You got doubts. You're just not sure. I mean, is God really there? Does he really love me? I mean, I, I just don't know, Greg. I've messed up. I've really hurt some people. I mean, can God really love me? Let me just declare some truth over you. God loves you so much. In fact, there is nothing you can do to earn his love, and there's also nothing you can do to make him love you any less. He loves you so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to earth. See, Jesus came to earth. He was born of a virgin. He lived a perfect life. He taught and he healed, but, but, but the greatest thing of all is, is, is he loved, and he demonstrated a different way to live. And then, as an act of ultimate sacrifice for you, he gave his life for you. He died on a wooden cross for you, for you, for your guilt, 
for your shame, for your pain, for your sin, for you. So that when you call on His name, you will find salvation in Him. So call out to Him. Surrender to His grace. Reject the lie. Replace it with the truth. Call out to Him. Make Him the leader of your life. Today there is salvation in the name of Jesus. Jesus will make your life better and He will make you better at life. Now, for those of you who are followers of Jesus, uh, I just want to declare this. And maybe you want to somehow get in a posture where you can receive this. But I want to declare this over you. Because this is truth. This is the truth from God's word. Here, here is the truth from God's word. You are, you are strong and mighty. You have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling inside of you. You are a weapon of righteousness in a world of darkness. You are not your past. You are not what you did. You are who God says you are. He says you are forgiven. He says you are redeemed. He says you are free. You are not a hostage to your unhealthy thoughts. The weapons you fight with are not the weapons of this world. You have divine power to demolish the lies. You have the mind of Christ directing your thoughts. You have the word of God guiding your steps. Worry is not your master. You trust in God. His peace guards your heart. It guards your mind. It guards your soul in the name of Jesus. Your God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. God is your helper. He gives you everything you need. He, he lets you lie. He leads you to lie down in green grass. He leads you beside quiet waters. He gives you a new strength. Even though you walk through the valley of the darkest valley, you will not be afraid because God is your comfort. His goodness and love will follow you all the days of, of your life. You are not a slave to your habit. You are not a prisoner to addiction. You have been rescued by the power of, uh, by the power of God and brought into the kingdom of light. God, your God, will bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good works. Friends, I am convinced there is nothing that can ever separate you from God's love, neither death nor life, nor angels or demons, nor your fears for today or your worries for tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate you from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will be able to separate you from God's love that is revealed in Christ Jesus your Lord. Why does it matter because most of life's battles are won or lost in your mind. But here is the good news for you. The battle rages on, friends, but through Jesus, you have won the war. God, I thank you for each man and woman who is listening to my voice, God, and I declare the truth. God, all of us battle lies. All of us battle things that are ingrained into our minds, into our brains, things that we default to and that we drift to that are not from you, God. They're part of our fallen world. They're part of our fallen experiences. God, they are not the truth, the truth is you. You are the truth. Your words are true. God, I pray for freedom and healing. God, I pray that we will replace the lies, that we will replace it with your truth. God, that we will declare, that we will declare your truth. God, give us victory and freedom in you. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at hello at miamichurch.com. Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey.